Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. We are diving into the final week of no good football uh, before we hit a good run of, what, is that going to be 24, 25 straight weeks of just insanely great football that I'm not missing a single single week of? Man, 24, man, maybe about 24, 25 is yeah. right in there. Give or take a week off, killing ourselves for the Super Bowl, but yeah. whatever, you know. So uh, we are wrapping up our divisional preview uh, shows with what I think might be just the greatest <laughs> division of all time. Of all time? Uh, of all time. No. Uh, one I don't of the, even know what the answer one to that of the question top best, <laughs> One of the top divisions uh, in the NFL. Absolutely. In the NFC North. Um, there is a lot to unpack here, and we'll get to all of it. Uh, but we'll be, as always making some division predictions, wrapping things up here. Look at the offseason. Look at some biggest uh, additions, subtractions from each team um, and some of the key storylines heading into the year. Um, now, let's go ahead, dive right in. We're not going to waste any time. Let's talk. I guess this team could be considered a lovable loser in, in, the, in the Detroit Lions. Lovable losers? Lovable losers. <clears throat> They're cute. They no, try. No, no, well, unfortunately, that <laughs> that moniker got... is taken. But it, it, the the level of losers of the NFL, I don't love them. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm going to let you go with that. But you know, I'm go with it. I, I don't want to. I just I, I think they're a team because I, I don't I don't hate the Lions by any means. Even with them being a division rival, like I have no ill will towards this team in in any way. Like honestly, they're my second favorite team in the division. <laughs> you know that's. Uh, uh, Strange you say that. I agree with that that <laughs> statement, but for very different reasons. However, this I'm sorry. This is just a doormat team. Yeah, and they suck. It, it, <laughs> it takes it takes the history to understand that. Like, I don't have a problem with Detroit, the franchise as a as a brand. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a problem with their management, and I have a problem. I've been having it with it my whole life because I have seen the extreme lack there. They have yeah. not been able to get out of their own way. It is a notoriously badly ran franchise for decades and it this this predates me even even me watching football they have just never been good yeah. they, you know and they only have a handful of decent seasons um i i would tell everybody to refer back to the drafts um, episode cuz i i went in very hard on detroit <laughs> and i don't i haven't changed it i'm not going to sit there and do a rant every time i we you know yeah. detroit comes up and it just rings a bell in my ear, ear or something like that I become like the winter soldier <laughs> <laughs> about detroit but um just i i i understand where you're coming from you they they they're not to be disliked actually you you want to root for this team yeah, honestly but from a division standpoint, yeah, of course, I don't want them to be better than the Bears. But hell, you can't. They don't help when we need help with Green Bay and Minnesota. Yeah. They don't. They they don't take. They any... do the decal, and they <laughs> they don't. You come guys with aren't the gonna right understand absence. that by any means. Decal, <laughs> you will. <laughs> you will by the fantasy you. And that that's it. Just don't. That it just do your part. Do your role. Yeah. You know. And they. You know. It's just lovable. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> Miss me with that word. They are just. No, I understand what you're saying because yeah, when if you guys don't already know, I mean, we've done two shows on it already. I am a diehard Bears fan. You are a long term Bears fan. Yes. Um, and we're looking at a at, at the division as 
yes, they are the doormat, and we definitely don't want them being better than the Bears, but I want to see some fight out of them when they go play the Vikings or they play the, the Packers. Take some of that sting out so that when we got to play them the following week, they're already a little bit tired. <laughs> they right. took some blows last week. No, they don't. Not against this team. It never happens. Uh, it, it's It's honestly, most of the time, we kind of, everybody in this division looks like it's a bye week, uh, but I will say management wise, based off of this last draft, just, I mean, even just with that one pick at the beginning, I do, I, this is that, that is progress that, that the pick of Pinay Sewell in the draft is huge. Cause I don't think once he fell past um, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. there was no way Detroit should have gone any other direction, but going with, a foundational just franchise building piece in a stout left tackle. And that's exactly what they get with Penny Sewell. I think it brings some blindside protection to Jared Goff there, who is also another big addition for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the only way they're running the ball is to the left this year. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they can't throw it. I mean, the only guys that they have to throw to is, Honestly, Tyrell Williams. He's the only notable wide receiver over there. Oh, sorry. And TJ Hawkinson, obviously. Uh, he is their best player mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, but DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, they're just going to have to keep pounding the left side of the of the line. And hopefully whoever the right end is or the right outside linebacker, whoever's rushing on that end, is not fantastic because you still got a rookie left tackle and he still has to get his feet wet, still get his feet mm-hmm. under him. And so... They they're not looking good on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you got Jeff Okuda over there, so there is that. He's a young. I feel like he's a young stud uh, corner, but outside of that, mm-hmm. their defense is not looking pretty. So they're in a spot right now where they are in full rebuild mode. This is life after Matt Stafford now. Uh, this is going to be a completely new look because we we I mean they've got a new head coach, but again, this is a what has it been 12, 13, 14 years? And this is the first time we're, we're seeing the lions without Matt Stafford in that, that mm-hmm. long of a time. So yeah, it's, this is going to be an interesting season for anybody in the NFC uh, North uh, going into Detroit and not, not actually having that worry of just a, cause that Matthew Stafford was the big worry with, with, uh, with the Detroit lions. Just he at any point can get a big play off of you. So without him now that's going to be interesting and also without the backup in chase daniel who was with chicago went over to detroit mm-hmm. he's he's one of the best backups i think in in the entire nfl um he still has a lot of football life in him so uh wherever he is now what is he with the chargers who was that again chase daniel oh yes yeah i think he went over to the chargers there um but without having him as a backup for jared goff their 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 roster is their their skill position not even skill positions it's just we want to see if Jared Goff can revitalize his career here in Detroit but in all honesty this is where careers go to die so hmm. it's it's not looking pretty so it, they they're they, to me they're just in a really tough spot I don't I don't know if there's any anything more I can say about Detroit situation I don't want to rag on them or anything like that it's just a, 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 a it's just a bad situation. <clears throat> yeah, you said it. Um, I'm again. I'm not gonna go super hard about them on on this preview show. It's just we want to just stick to, to the division. So, 
I, I agree with virtually everything you said. I do want to just reiterate. I do. I believe the pen, like you were saying, the Penny Sewell trade, I mean, trade, I'm sorry, pick. It was a solid pick. Now, again, we refer back to the draft. I, I kind of poo-pooed on it right after I said that, yeah. but it was for reasons. I'm not going to go into that now. <laughs> I just, I think based on how they manage the team, I think that that they, it kind of devalues their pick where yeah. it's like, yeah, great pick had he went anywhere else. But it's, it's kind of like, yeah, Detroit and Cincinnati had that same need. However, because of Detroit shakeup on the offensive in the offense in general with their quarterback, somewhat times the rule of thumb is not necessarily protection; it's actually weapons. So no, I, would, I understand which, that. You know, that's what I was leaning toward the weapon first. But to me, they don't have a the the reason why I like it more than you do is because in my theory, in my mind, I like the fact that they're admitting there's no way this team is anywhere near good enough to compete for a division title, and Absolutely. so with that. We're not trying to win. We're we're not trying to win now. We're not trying to go out of our way to 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 p- put points up on the scoreboard. We need to build a, a a roster, and it starts. I mean, and you win games in the trenches. I so get it. If you get a, a stud offensive lineman, I I I actually absolutely love the pick for Detroit because it shows me that they are looking at. Hey, we're in a full on rebuild. Let's make the smart decision. Let's not go try to be put some sexy thing on to try to get tickets. I understand. Only thing they, is they really had the opportunity to draft Devontae Smith right there. I exactly. And I agree with was that thing you were saying, which the only thing that changed in changed my outlook in that was this is the very first time I ever seen Detroit do this. They yeah. never went and did the smart thing. <laughs> in this and in and in this case, Penne Sewell failed in their lap. Yes. However, because it's Detroit <laughs> It's kind of yeah, like it you looks know what? weird. It looks just weird go to with say. the conventional nonsense. Get your get your get get your bells and whistles because your Detroit is not gonna matter. And yeah. I understand it could be it. This could potentially be the first big building block if this team is finally willing to make that turn. Why do I believe it's possible? Hell, just in my recent lifetime, I've seen the Cubs win the World Series. <laughs> I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs not only win the Super Bowl but go back to it in yeah. two straight seasons. I've never thought it of my been three if they. I would have never lined up on sides. I would have lost a parlay if anybody told me ten years ago, "Hey, I'm just gonna throw this out of here. This is what your winnings are. Yeah. If these things happen and you hit, I would have just walked away. I wouldn't even <laughs> took it. It's like, look, I will even pay for you. It's all you. You have no risk. Get away from me. <laughs> it, it's. After seeing these type of things and even seeing, and I said that to see, we've seen the Cleveland Browns make a turn. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> we'll see in week one. By week, we'll see by October. But with that being said, I'm sorry. I just can't take <laughs> this Detroit move on Facebook. Excellent move from an NFL standpoint. Can't disclaim that enough, but it when it was Detroit, I was just like, okay, why is this not a sexy pick? It was sexy in Cincinnati because you want to know why? Because of everything you just said, yeah. Cincinnati is not in a full rebuild. They are a couple of players and pieces yeah. away, and I was like, oh my god, get this guy, and they gonna roll, and they go and get the shiny bell and whistle, and yep. of course, I told you about the trade. So it's again, Cincinnati is on is the heads. To Detroit's tails. Yeah, it, it's just one coin and one in the AFC, one side one of the same coin. 
Yep, you know, the, the, the Cincinnati Lions and, and, <laughs> and the Detroit Bengals. So here we go. And But I think, again, I want to start and begin. Penny Sewell, excellent, solid pick. I, I I don't have a problem with that. T- got everything else around. TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> great, great tight yeah, end, wonderful. Tyrell Williams will be a good addition to a team of random of wide receivers. Two, that already has two wide receivers. <laughs> have none, so he's number one. So we know that's a problem. And do you have their roster pulled up? Do you know yes, who, do. Their, who are their other wide receivers? Quintez Cephas. Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, who else I got? Um, a Khalif Ray- Khalif Raymond. Raymond and Tom Kennedy. Yeah. So and backup tight end Darren Fails, which is probably okay. your number three guy. Yeah. Arguably coming from Houston. So what TJ Hawkinson, Tyrell Williams. And Fails. Fails. Wow. They're gonna run a lot of two tight end. They're gonna have to because they don't have an offensive line. And you know, and a lot of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I mean, yeah, my God, they. If you stop the run on this team, it's over. And here, hence why they rank thirtieth. <laughs> yeah, why I have them at the bottom of the division, which I know you do, buried. In... Yeah, <sighs> I have them. I mean, I'll just go to my my <laughs> my predictions. I have them one and five in the division, and two and fifteen on the season. Wow. I got them at four and thirteen <laughs> and one and five in the division myself. I, I get them one sole victory um, over Minnesota. What, whatever. Yep. <laughs> at home. <laughs> yeah, at home against Minnesota. Just that's the you got to get one. Uh, yeah, you're not getting Chicago and you're not getting Green. Well, because your your home game versus Chicago is Thanksgiving, and we've I think three straight years beat them on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I had a thing where up until up until recently that was not the case, but I have to go with recency biasy. Bias? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They we got y'all number now. So <laughs> y'all not gonna win that one. Y'all gonna swept this year. I'm throwing it out there now. Call it a hot take if you want. It's really a warm, lukewarm take. Yeah, I think we got them in like not, week six. Not losing any. By that time we this. might have Justin Fields out there, completely new look. Don't even need Justin Fields. Well, we really don't. <laughs> That's how you know. I might I'm, need I'm, to protect him for this game. <laughs> I would I, I will say oh, sorry, back, week four. Week four. And we back have. to your sentiment about being lovable losers. I mean, I would like to start to love this team. As a yep. franchise, like just respectable. Like I don't, I, you know, I, there's teams I'm down. I want to start looking at them like I look at Miami. I want to start looking at them like I look at Arizona. Right. Teams that are young, that are decent, that are going to put up a fight. They're not a cakewalk in the league. In they're not a cakewalk in the division. That's like what, they're yeah. they're going to be tough. They're going to be. It's going to be a hard fought game against them. Right. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a game where you see it on the thing, and you're like, oh, it's you, it's not one of those games where you're like, okay, we got this one in the bag. When my heart is pumping on game day, that's when I I, I, I love football because it's just you don't know what's going to happen. Every play is just bang, bang, and you, mm-hmm. you're, you're engaged the whole time. When you got teams like Houston or Cincinnati or Atlanta or Detroit out there playing football, you're like – well, we know how this is gonna go, and it, it. But then you do have the the off two games where they make it interesting, and it's close at the end, and then they pull one out, and and they just it. avoid that zero and whatever record, zero and right. seventeen record. We're not even chasing down those games. Yeah, you know, it's just like, it just happens. Right. So I I want to see Detroit. I, I'm hoping that it started with that pick in the draft. I I want to see them start to make that turn to become a respectable franchise and put together a team that. Everybody is interested in actually watching. Um, 
With that being said, let's move on to the team everybody hates in this division. That's Green Bay. Um, unfortunately, I have them winning this division. Of course. Um, but there's hope for Chicago Bears fans. Is this it? Is this the last dance of Green Bay? Uh, I, I, I think this is the beginning of that. Uh, I'm still jury is still out for next year. And you think there's a possibility that I do. I just think it's too early to say. What would need to happen, do you think, this season for him to, for for anybody who doesn't understand what cryptic thing I'm talking about, Aaron Rodgers is possibly leaving this this division if anything happens this year. He's upset with the franchise. They have restructured his contract so that there is a possible out at the end of this year. He technically still would be under contract and needed to be traded uh, after this season, but... For Green Bay, it is actually possible for them to trade them trade him without taking on like a forty million dollar cap hit. Um, so that is what I am referring to. If for anybody who doesn't understand the the, the cryptic talk that we have around this, uh, right. but do you believe? So what what would happen? What would need to happen this year for Rodgers to decide? Hey, let's just let's just keep it going. Um. What they would need to avoid, one, is massive injuries happening this year mm-hmm. to himself as well as to anybody, you know, that's really integral to the success of this um, team. That would be one. Um, if I, 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 A couple of elements. If their defense comes and they're like a bottom half defense, I think that's going to have a lot of lot to, lot to do because now all of a sudden the offense is having to necessarily carry, you know, and – which I don't think is going to be a successful model for them. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not saying that they're going to necessarily struggle because they do have a high powered offense if, if, if they get going, but yeah. another year teams have made adjustments. They're not necessarily going to do what they did last year, this year. You know what I'm saying? You got to make yeah. some adjustments, but between injuries, bad defensive play, um, just, I mean, if they can't, there's like chemistry issues and they can't get on the same page. And I, and I'm saying if they come out with a mediocre output and just kind of, you know, eh, they kind of squeaked by and just kind of got past Minnesota, Chicago yeah. for the division. I think that everything's back on the table. Cause he, cause he has to ask himself, what am I trying to do for the rest of my career? And to I me, I think there's only one thing that keeps him in, in green Bay and that's getting to the Super Bowl. Cause if you three years in a row, after still not putting together a roster that I don't I, I don't know how many people truly believe Green Bay is a is actually in contention to win a championship this year. Not just because the the it's a weakened NFC and this team is is still good. They still got a Hall of Fame quarterback and they can make it to the Super Bowl. No, they when they get to the Super Bowl, they are an actual true threat to win it. Yeah, they could be, but the, the I, thing he, is, they have not been able to get back, and that's I've but seen that's this to me because I don't know because I don't. I think, think they just they are a they are a, what you would call they are a Super Bowl contender. That's it. I'm not even saying that they're the the first one in line. They're just no. they just a contender, and they're consistent. But at the end of the day, from year to year, we're talking weeks. You know. Weeks 21, 22 in the, in the year. At that point, that's where they get tripped up. Somewhere 
you know, deep in the playoffs. But it's when you get a when you're not in the kind of pressure cooker of the uh, of the regular season, and and you're able to you gotta hone in. This is winter, go home, and somebody is really teed up to look at just Green Bay and only Green Bay because there is nothing beyond it. it mm-hmm. We don't know what's gonna happen next week, so we gotta win this one here. When people are looking at Green Bay that way, I I could see them making it back to the NFC Championship. I can't see them winning it. Because to me, that means you're going to either have to go up against Tampa Bay or the Rams. And to me, I just don't think that they have a roster to compete with those teams. And And I would have said home field has all... Would they have the advantage, but Tampa but Tampa Bay, Bay came, came in, in there and beat you. They so, beat everybody on yeah. the road. So I mean, it just and then got rewarded with a home game. And, and then you also have a team like San Francisco, who you might have to go through. Because to so, me, Green Bay is not winning the NFC. They 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 are not going to be the number one seed. They're not going to have a bye week. They're going to have to play three I was playoff say, games. Maybe you should have led with that because that was where I was going. I'm like, I don't see as a you could be a Super Bowl contender and not be the number one or the yeah. number two seed. I, I think know. they're going to the playoffs. Right. To me, they're going to be an 11 and 16 this year. I'm just going to put it out there right now. 11 and 6. I said in this 12 and 5, and I was struggling. I was about to go 11 and 6. And I'm like, maybe I'm just a little down on them because I got them, you know, power ranked at five, but like, damn. Yeah. But and I'm I have at them the at schedule, seven. So. But I can I could potentially see how they can lose six games. And yeah. I'm hoping they lose seven. But with that being said, <laughs> I do have them at 12 and 5. But don't I'm not even I'm not even married to twelve and five. That's yeah. why I, I had to change it from eleven to six. I'm like, and to just, me, it's just low. you're coming into a situation where you haven't seen Aaron Rodgers all off season. He hasn't. He, he literally has not. He has not dressed for a single preseason game yet. That, that I think that's significant. Really? Where I I know he doesn't typically play in the preseason anyway, but the fact that he didn't even dress, maybe even take a single snap, maybe not even one drive. That's significant to me because we saw Buffalo. They had um, Josh Allen out there for a full quarter in the in the preseason, the the last the the third preseason game. Kansas City had uh, Patrick Mahomes out for a whole drive. We saw we saw Tom Brady this offseason in, in this preseason, like that. That's significant to me when we're seeing guys that are mm-hmm. we're seeing Tom Brady at forty what forty nine fifty years old out there in preseason playing. Right. And we're not when we didn't see a lick of Aaron Rodgers, and when we were looking at these Super Bowl teams, it's it's not just because oh they really need to be able to get developed. No, he's a freaking Hall of Fame quarterback. But hey, you got to knock the rust off because we we have heard out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth, I don't throw in the off season anymore. I I do not pick up a football in the off season. So right. that <clears throat> compiled onto the fact that you weren't even in you weren't even in the facility all off season. Like that, I think it speaks comp- to his greatness. But I don't, no, and I do think I that think he's he, going. Yeah, I'm not he saying he's going to have the worst season ever. I just think that it's going to be a, it's going to be hard to because now you got Devin Funches in there. He's going to have to cr- try to create some chemistry with that. Now you've got Aaron Jones. He's not he's not playing for a contract anymore. He might take a step back this season. Devontae Adams. He was ready to walk out the door with Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> we're sitting at that position, and on top of the fact that you you have now have a weakened offensive line. Uh, you and let's just go through. They lost Corey Lindsley, um, and that's going to be huge already. Uh, a center, a, a stalwart center, you lost. Like this dude is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. He's not there anymore. Uh, Lane Taylor, guard is gone. Uh, and then on the defensive side, or sorry, and you also lost Jamal Williams on the offensive side. 
But then on the defensive side, you lost Christian Kirksey as well, uh, inside linebacker. So across the board, everywhere we're looking, this team has gotten weaker. Now you tried to address the linebacker position with uh, Devondre Campbell. I do think that that's a pretty big uh, addition there. Eric Stokes uh, as well at the cornerback position. So the defense is, I would say it's marginally better from last year, but you're still looking at rookies and in some aging veterans coming in to try to fill a void um that that's pretty big with christian kirksey so mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it to me it's in they're in a situation where if if i'm aaron Rodgers, if i don't make it to the super bowl again and you've already disrespected me for the last what he feels is the last six years <laughs> right and I you you come to me you ask me questions about what I want and what I want to see and then you completely disregard me and say just go shut up and play football. And then you trade away the guys that I like without even talking to me. Mm-hmm. You you get rid of my quarterback coach, the guy that I have a personal relationship with, the guy that I work with every single day, you just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You hold on to a guy on Mike McCarthy who I've come to you and told you I have a real problem with the way that he's running. Like we could be already back to the Super Bowl if you would have gotten rid of this guy uh, a while ago. Way to you, go, way you, to go, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, you still won't draft me. A fr- like has he? I think it's been the entire time he's been there. They have never drafted a first round receiver for him. No. And you and and that's also in a draft where you had the biggest abundance of first round receiver talent. And then on top of that, in that same draft, you decide, you know what? Screw it. We're going to trade up and then go get a quarterback. People keep saying like, Oh no, Jordan love is the reason why he doesn't have, why he has an issue. No, it's all of that. And then you bring in Jordan love. Right. There's a lot there. And, and, and to me, if I feel disrespected for six straight years, and I and I've given everything that I have to this organization and I've given you my two cents on what you need and what I think we need to do. But mm-hmm. you keep disregarding it, saying, no, we know what's best. All right, cool. That's your job. Go ahead. Do your job. I'll let me go play with what you what, what you're saying. I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to go out there and play an MVP <clears throat> level football for mm-hmm. you. And then we still don't get it. And I still come back to you saying, OK, can we try it my way now? Can we just go get one more guy? And you still don't. And you're, you're. this is literally the definition of insanity. You are beating the, the deadest of dead horses in, in expecting to make it to a Super Bowl that way. I, you are alienating the one guy that has so much that, that can really affect the outcome of the game. The quarterback has the most influence on the out- outcome of a game. And... You are you've completely alienated him from your organization. Obviously, he still loves his teammates, and and I don't I don't want to cast any aspersions on the rest of this team uh, by any means, mm-hmm. but specifically, the organization has pushed him out of the door. You have literally said, "Kick rocks, we're we're, we're moving on." And as I was saying, the defense, a struggling offense, <laughs> chemistry issues. And just massive injuries, I think, combined with everything you shared, will factor into whether or not he comes back. I just said that I don't. I think the jury, because they, I'm, I'm, I'm just basing it on, they just left a sliver of hope for a possibility of next year. I don't, I don't Where? disregard that. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I think 
I don't think. If I, I'm a I, I come Bay to fan, believe that this may be the end, but until I see somebody actually pull the trigger, because I, yeah. I mean that's that's my thing. It's like okay, Green Bay, that's aggressive, but if y'all really gonna circle the wagons in the off season with him again. I'll see. I just want to wait because I, I don't trust the organization at this point to do what they say they're doing anyway. So if they want to talk about we want to honor and we can come back and we discuss that in the offseason. Well, when next offseason, I'll be very curious to see if that's if they're taking the same stance. That's all I'm saying. And that, that's why I said I think there's a possibility for it to be open. I do think it has a lot to do with whether or not they win the Super Bowl, because they win the Super Bowl, I think they're going to just run it back. Yeah I, yeah, I think that. I think all bets are I think off. Aaron Rodgers, he'll say, all right. I'll bury the hatchet. Just like make I'm, the best of it, you yeah. know, because you know, and winning, I'll write it out. winning all, you know, is going is going to repair all the wounds. And yeah, the, you know, and that, that's going to be fine. But they lose, and that's what I was saying. Especially if they lose badly, and they, they just like you were saying, eleven and six, get trounced in the first their first playoff game. I can see them leaving. You know, it's yeah, just, I don't even. It's think all in how they trounced in the first playoff game. I think if it, even if it, if they don't make it back to the Super Bowl, like I like that to me is is everything. He's 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 seen what this team is in the NFC Championship game. We get absolutely murdered by the run versus San Francisco, which very much so could happen again earlier in the playoff. Or we just get I get taken off the field when we're two yards away from the end zone to give the ball back to Tom Brady. The guy who literally, when he came into the league, has never given up the ball in his life. Like you right. you you really expect for us to have another shot like we're we're literally 2 yards away. Give me give me this one chance. Let who who else is you'd rather put it in this I don't even this subpar defense's hands than a Hall of Fame quarterback's hands. And I'm not saying that that, that the play before wasn't on Aaron Rodgers. You decided to give up on that play. Aaron Rodgers, sorry. You've got freaking legs. You can run it in. There was nobody there. It was a completely open lane. You I decided to throw it out of the back of the end zone. I'm so glad he did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Thank you. But yeah. <laughs> and, you know everything you were saying about them. I was everything you said about Aaron Rodgers and the management. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, I'm so emotionally detached because like I don't care. I'm glad that's happening to y'all. You know, I, I am too. You know, but like, I'm also I'm like, just saying my fandom. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, you're gonna have to do this take. I can't. I can't even utter the words to say all that. It's just because no, I just I don't I, feel because I do truly because I I I, I hate it, I Green Bay. It. I hate Green Bay, but I actually truly do have a deep respect for Aaron Rodgers, even though he keeps beating the Bears. I like I like you have the same respect for Aaron Rodgers that I like people in my day had for Brett Favre. It's, yeah, it's the same. I get it. I don't have that same reverence for him because okay. he's a bit of a whiner. Yeah, no, I and he comes in a different era, and I'm like, you're not Brett Favre. I'm gonna tell you that right now because yeah. you wouldn't be able to survive if the rules were like that. He, he, <laughs> his mind was not built for that. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have made the adjustments, and so he would have just been a different type of player. Yeah, back then, that's all I'm really getting at. Oh, we live in a different NFL, and Completely but that's the other thing why I hate Green Bay. They've had a freaking Hall of Fame quarterback for the last forty freaking years. <laughs> I've never seen him without one. I'm just throw that out there. <laughs> God. I mean, so I mean, I'm welcome. Like you, when I say well, you think they, where they're going to be next year, I hope he's gone. I just can't believe it until I see it because they've always had a quarterback. Yeah, I it's it's <sighs> tough. 
yeah. I, but this team, like I said, eleven and six. What did I have them in in division? I have them four and two, splitting with both uh, Chicago and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Minnesota is a little bit underrated this year, um, and we'll get to them in a second here. Yep. Uh, but I do also have them sweeping the Lions. I just the Lions can't compete. I just they they don't have a roster that's going to be able to stop this team. I do. Green Bay you is got going, Minnesota sweeping the Lions. Uh, I was gonna say who does no, the Lions? No, yeah, Minnesota uh, drops one game against the Lions. Oh, okay, that, that's where they're that's where they're one, one wins. Yeah, was. I like about the, you know, you know, uh, no, you Chicago, Chicago is getting both of them. No, like, what? <laughs> they're not gonna happen. I don't want to believe that. Uh, so that that's where I I think Green Bay. Th- th- I think Green Bay is a good team, but I I keep seeing these guys and these pundits keep putting them on a pedestal like they are the elite of the elite in the oh. NFC. I'm like, nah, they're tech to me technically they're the top of tier two in the NFC. They are not tier one NFC grade. Okay. Give me your tier ones. My tier ones are only two, Tampa Bay and LA. Okay. And then they come in at tier two along with who else? Uh I would say it's Green Bay, San Francisco. Seattle. Seattle. Seattle's Seattle on the border too. for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine. I'm just yeah. curious where you were at. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's where that, that's kind of where I'm at with them. And they're they're at the top of that uh type of type that's, of guys. That's fair. I you know, like I said, I you know, I don't think they're gonna be <clears throat> competing necessarily for the number they're one. They're guys that I would the number be, one seed this year. They, this is what I'm gonna say. Those are teams tier two to me are the teams that in the NFC I would be shocked if they actually made it to the to the Super Bowl. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to the playoffs. I would be shocked if they made it to the Super Bowl, though. So you'd be shocked if if Seattle or San Francisco make it. Okay, got it. Seattle, San Francisco, or Green Bay. If they make it to the Super Bowl, I would be shocked. So Tampa Bay outside, and LA, I'm not, I would not of, be shocked. Outside of them two teams, you're shocked the rest of the way, no matter yeah. who it is. <laughs> I don't know about shocked. I did, I just to. think that the NFC right now it's it's not that it's diluted or any way. I think just the the NFC is going through a transition right now, and as as opposed to the AFC, because to me, the AFC is what the NFC was just three years ago. The NFC was just like okay, Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl like these guys all could make it, and if you make it to the playoffs, you got a real good chance at making it to the Super. I mean. We we saw Atlanta make it to the Super Bowl in 2016. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> so the, and and it's not like they came out of nowhere. They that year they had that year they came out of nowhere. But they that entire season you were seeing Julio Jones and Matt Ryan finally on the same page. Uh, it just it clicked for everybody, and that's what I see in the AFC. Kansas City, obviously they're going to be in contention. Buffalo, everything can come together. Now they got pass rushers. They have a real good shot. Ravens, they're sliding. They're on the decline on it, but I do think that they could still make it to the Super Bowl if they can get everything uh, kind of wrapped up in a bow there. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Tennessee, L.A. Chargers. Like, I would not – Indianapolis, now that they have uh, Carson Wentz finally practicing again. I know he just got COVID, but we'll we'll get that all figured out. But this team, they'll be – he'll be able to play and, and take this team. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. Um, hmm. but at the end of the day, NFC wise, I think it's very top heavy right now. And I think that it's all the entire conference is going through a, a change right now. And we're, we're going to start to see 
where these guys start to shake out very, very soon at the beginning of the year. I mean, we got a lot of NFC matchups at the beginning of the year that are dogfights, uh, not because the teams are any less talented. It's just it it's it's just going to be a tough matchup. Right. They're going to be good defenses going against good offenses. There's going to be real heavy defensive matchups. There's going to be some highlight shows at the beginning of the year. And we're going to have to monitor and gauge how that's going to work out. And I would, but to me, I would be shocked if Green Bay would come out on top of all of that. I don't see them coming out of the top of that, that, that heap of no playoff and, contenders. And this speaks more to the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it does. He, He's everything to this He's team. Literally, I may almost sound like I mean, I really feel like I'm I'm on ESPN right now. It's just but it's it's I'm being this literal. Like in the most literal sense, he literally transforms this offense. If this you because if he's not on this team, no, I see team, them down to at at the very best. If 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 they have the next Aaron Rodgers in Jordan Love, this team would be at best eight eight wins. I would okay. That might be where I because I, I don't have dumb that yeah. actually notebook with me right now. But that just might be where I have the Arizona Cardinals, and that okay. was where I was going. Oh. I said they're as about as good as where Arizona is right now. Yeah. They're a bubble team. Mm-hmm. That's and that's I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just explaining. Aaron Rodgers is not changing them from a playoff bound team to a bubble team. No, they are a Super Bowl winning bound team, or they're on the bubble. Yeah. That's a big significant asset to your to your offense or defense for yeah. that matter you know i mean what he does team, for that defense right. he masks a lot of it what i was going to say which what he does by clock management you know um more possessions let's you know because yeah. they you know they can speed it up or slow it down mm-hmm. you know and i'm like better field position if you don't believe me, watch any Green Bay Packer Bears highlight film on YouTube. It just, no, if you don't believe, just, if you don't believe you, big go watch they, Week One of last year when they played Minnesota. They went fast right out the gate. They slowed it down in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They came right back out in the third quarter, punched them in the mouth again, and they they just kept switching up their style of pace. And it was like Minnesota was just like, I we don't know how to stop any of this. Like it, <laughs> right. it's, it's like they can do whatever they want on offense if Aaron Rodgers is there. Yeah, and 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 it, it, again, it just speaks to yeah. I know we're talking about the Packers, all you know, franchise, but yeah, this one guy really changes the face of mm-hmm. uh, you know. So yeah, I understand where you're coming with with the second tier, or and they're, they're not the next team up. They just yeah, if they they're got there. a favorable schedule like they did last year and didn't play really anybody, and they they took advantage of a of a of a of a, a weakened roster. Or yeah. a favorable routes to call it whichever you want to call it. They took advantage of it. They did what they were supposed to do until the end. They got caught. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, fortunately. Tampa Bay just <laughs> wanted it just a little bit more. You know, you had them. Yeah. I, I don't. I, was, I just. I, 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 out of all the teams they played, I would I'm glad y'all lost to them. Technically, because <laughs> that was the one I was not rooting for against Tampa Bay at all. You yeah. know, it was. I had Tampa going to the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I just. I can't believe y'all couldn't see this <laughs> before it happened. The, 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 anyway, we don't on. have to go That's back on that. I just, I, I'm talking about everybody. No one's yeah. seen. It. I'm like, well, I'm not the only. Now I can't. I'm, my voice is deafened. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody's talking about. I've been about saying Tampa this now. since day one before fantasy season even started. I was saying it was Tampa, but neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, some of us study, and some of us don't. So you know, don't do me like that. Not, not you. <laughs> 
<laughs> not you, but <laughs> uh, you can't watch everything yeah. in the league. So it was just something I was monitoring. So, uh, but anyway, um, no, they, but they are a dangerous team in which we all know as Bears fans or anybody in the NFC North as a, as a challenger, we all trying to figure out how to take this team down for yeah. good. Not, we just want to beat them. You know, like I think we're so done. We as a Bears fan, we we're beyond just we just want to be dude. We're trying look, we need y'all not to be a thing anymore. Yeah. And you know, and in the midst of that, we became a, not a thing ourselves three, three yeah. times in three stints, you know, while we still trying to stop this magical run of two guys, you know, Favre and Rogers, like greatest freaking run of running quarterbacks ever in yeah. the history of the NFL. But, you know. Yeah, San Francisco had it, but they they decided to get, let their players go. So, <laughs> but whatever, neither here nor there. You know, neither one of my teams. But with that being said, um, yeah, you got them at um eleven and six, uh twelve and five, eleven and six bubble. We got them virtually slated at the same. Place. Yeah, I mean, if they cap at twelve, great, whatever. But man, if they slip down to ten and seven, oh, we talking now. Because <laughs> yeah, I got some ooh, stuff to talk about there. We're getting into a new new division champion yeah. territory now because, like, okay, that's up for grabs. So let's talk about Minnesota then. Let's yeah. get into that discussion. Um, this is a team where it's really this, this is the only team in the league that I I know with you, you got a couple of teams in the league that you just can't get a pulse for. Mm hmm. This is my only team where I'm like, this team could be so good, but this team could also be very bad. I agree. I don't even know if that falls for a post. I just, <laughs> I don't even mess with, I, you know, this is one of those, this is a whole nother category for me. Maybe because we live here. I just, I can't fool. I will say worst I fan can't... base and I I, God, <laughs> I, can't, I hate back. Vikings fans. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all horrible. You know that y'all horrible. So we're going to move on, on. Put it in the comments. I don't care. Whatever. Fandom. <laughs> it's not even, I don't have a post. I just, you know how you just don't want to have nothing to do with some front. This is one of them. I don't know what it. I think it's because we're so close proximity of the team. Yeah, and, just, and we have to watch every game. God, they force force feed it down our mouths. And I'm sorry, y'all don't have the most exciting football to watch. I just, I'm sorry. I don't. I have. If you're not a homer here, it's very hard to really really get up for this team i mean i'm not oh, yeah. saying you down on them but i mean to be just overly oh my god i mean you know i'll to use the bathroom three hours from now i'm yeah. just i'm glued please when is the next commercial <laughs> please be a three and out so we can go to commercial you know it's kind of it's and i think you know part of it has to be their home feed and who does their games and yeah it, what's it, his it, name just, again Paul Allen. Paul Allen. I can't. I can't stand. He he is hey, the Paul, Vikings Paul, fan. Paul, Paul, Mr. Allen. Look, hey, if you ever want to talk on the podcast, that's cool. I, I will give I'll you some you know, constructive Vikings criticism. Vikings are not our people. We we yeah, look. We look. We look. We come in peace. We are division rivals. But hey, I my point is, we live here. I wouldn't have no problem with us with you with us having a conversation with you. However, you are an absolute homer. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. That's what I would have wanted to discuss, just, too. Because to me, can we just be honest? Right. Be Thank honest. You. Just leave it. You can stop and end there. Just be honest. <laughs> and we could have a real conversation. And if we can't have that, keep it kick rocks. Let's keep it moving, man. Because it's like, yes. Why are you giving me into the fan base? I just... <laughs> there's no feel. It's that. That's what I deal with, though. You're trying yeah. to just... 
navigate around <laughs> with the fan base and you, you're trying to, okay, I see what this team is doing, but they, they, I don't know. I think it's part of their, it's, it's, it's a pro and con for, for, for Minnesota where they don't necessarily run their team like most other franchises. They run it a little bit differently, which I think is to their advantage. And I actually, in a lot of ways, I like what they do with their teams because it's, it's yeah. not always the status quo. And I think they found success in that. But they also, I think they tried to live there for a while. And that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think they've overstayed their welcome with this this experiment with Mike Zimmer. I think... Yeah. I think this right now, Mike Zimmer, I I don't know if a lot of Vikings fans would even agree with me. I might get I might get stoned if I walk outside after I say this, but at this point I think Mike Zimmer might truly be on the hottest seat out of any head coach in the NFC North right now. I know that a lot of people are saying Matt Nagy. Um I know De- pending Detroit what, just got their guy. Right, pending what was going on. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, because what's been happening, they they have just been quietly just off in the cut. And what has ha- not have changed is they have stayed in that one spot. They have not moved. They haven't gotten worse or better. They have just, just stayed where they were. That is a problem because now the focus is about to shift back to them. Like, okay, what is Minnesota doing? Because yeah. we can see Detroit is going, okay, they're generally trending down. and Especially the with the talk of Green Bay possibly not giving up the throne at this point. It's it's up to the Bears of Minnesota to claim it. And right. I'm sorry. I mean, you're gonna put all this on Chicago. We we in the middle of a quarterback change. You know, yeah. like we're not necessarily at full goal right yet. Like But I think that's the other part of why I, I can't get a hold of this team is because of their quarterback. Kirk Cousins to me, man, he is I can't do it. I just to me, if you can't I understand at noon, this dude can mm. just dice you up. And, and, and he, he's death by a thousand throws. And and I get that. And that's cool. But the fact that you can't do that in prime time, when at the end of the day, that's what we play for, is to be under the lights, to have every single eye watching us on the biggest stage for the Super Bowl. If you can't perform on a prime time game, why, why do you ever expect me to think that you can, you truly have a, a hold and a grasp of winning this d- d- the, the division winning over your own team winning over your own fan base what what is supposed to give me confidence in Kirk Cousins if he can't play in primetime I don't know um if that was that I don't have a good feel co- comment it's it yeah it begins and kind of ends right there for me <laughs> I didn't have a big say about it when he was in in um in Washington, in Washington. I yeah, but did. now he's an eighty-four, six, eighty-six million dollar dude. No, guaranteed. He, he, he had a fully he, guaranteed he, he, contract. He has a contract, but I mean, he we we already know. I don't. Even want, <laughs> I'm not even gonna waste airtime with that. Viking fan, you know what you have. You, and with that being, oh my god, why did you bring that up? That's just that's agitating me right now. And this is me as an NFL fan because if I'm a Viking fan, like you were saying, these for Packer fans, and I did hear that, I just didn't comment to it. Like if I'm a Packer fan, I'll be pissed. Yeah. If I'm a Viking fan, I'm pissed. Why <laughs> in the hell do we got this dude under so much money, eating up all this cap to just give us game manager results? That's that's at best. And every now and again, there's some flash in the pants. You haven't moved a needle. 
We're third in the division slated. We're we're nowhere near in playoff contentions. And so what? What is the point of keeping this guy around? I when- will say they are near playoff contention to me, and I and I and I want to get to that in a second because I want to talk about some of the additions that they made because they had all the freaking picks in the draft. Every single time I looked up, they were hey, drafting man, somebody. I don't, I don't know about you, but 13, 14, 15 rookies ain't going to change nobody. No, I, I get that, but let me get to <laughs> what I they did you. add. Um, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, it starts with the offensive line. Christian Derrissaw, you got to protect the the statue in, in, Chris, in, in uh, Kirk Cousins back there. So <laughs> tackle Christian Derrissaw, I'm, I'm not – I'm not going to say that's a bad pick. They, and he also fell to them because they traded out of their pick um, and with the Jets. And he still – because that was the guy that they were eyeing, and they thought that they could get him later in the draft. I will say the GM for Minnesota, one of the best in the league. He goes back-to-back years getting guys that just fell to him. Um, so there is that. Um, they go ahead. They get Kellen Mond, which I think is, a big, is big because – what is Kirk Cousins, especially with the fact that Kirk Cousins seems like he's not vaccinated at this point. He's, he's not vaccinated. He's, he's, I think he's saying he's, he's not ever going, I think he's on the lands with Cole Beasley. I think he's one of those two guys that are like, Nope, it's not happening. And the fact that you're the court, like Cole Beasley, you're the wide receiver. We got Stefan Diggs. We got Emmanuel Sanders. We'll just be fine over here in Buffalo. You, you see what's happening here. You're the starting quarterback. You're not going to be like, if you're not vaccinated with the, with, and, and I'm not trying to get political. The, the, the vaccine to me is not political. This is not the COVID is not political. It is a disease that is taking on everybody. And treated like it's political. It is a virus <laughs> that is hitting everybody protect yourself is, is all I have to say. And and the vaccine is not a microchip to track you. Nobody cares about you. Just don't die to this, to this virus. Go get your vaccines, protect yourself, protect your family. That's all I got to say about that. But when it comes to the NFL, you're a quarterback. You have to be available for your team. And we just saw what happened with both Kirk Cousins and with what happened with Cam Newton uh, in, in New England, mm-hmm. you step outside for one day, two days, and you, even though you get tested every single day, you can have a mix up with. If I was I was supposed to be in the facility. I wasn't supposed to be in the facility. It was supposed to be this guy following me, and 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 my tracker was on. My tracker was not on. I, I didn't have that contact tracing. Whatever. There is a lot of nuances to the rules for unvaccinated players still, mm-hmm. and. If you're a quarterback and you have to sit for a five-day process to be reintroduced into the facility, that's going to really hamper your team on a week-to-week basis when you only have three, four, possibly five days to get prepared for the next team. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like that is it, – it's it's scary. So if he ever has – any any even with the contact tracing where he might have been in contact with somebody who potentially just got covid and he's since he's not vaccinated boom you're in the protocol now you're out for for a week or 7 days 9 10 whatever the whatever it is you're out right you can't play that week and now you got Kellen Mond is going to have to take on some responsibility and come in and be like all right I got to be ready to play no matter what because we don't know if we're going to have our starting quarterback who are paying again, $80 million. Like that's, that, that is a massive ordeal there. Um, so Kellen Mond be ready to play. You got to be ready at any moment. Uh, they also did get Wyatt Davis, who I think was one of the sneakiest best pickups in the draft. They, I, I will say low key, 
Vikings had a fantastic draft. Uh, the the two tackles and Kellen Mond for for their situation, uh, just those alone really put them over the top with in the draft. I know they had a lot of shots at taking whoever they wanted to in the draft. I think they had eleven total picks. Yes. Uh, so there is that. But then just with the free agency, do you they really went in and fixed their their in, they fixed their defense. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, one of the best pickups for defensive tackle that you i think he was one of the top defensive tackles in this free agency yep um patrick peterson st- stud veteran X, quarter man, um sheldon oh, richardson another so defensive tackle you got there brashad breeland that that was the one i was pissed at the bears didn't get brashad breeland there don't even go there with uh, me man i couldn't even go. <laughs> he, he left went to chicago came back and got the job <laughs> how did chicago let this guy go I just don't moving on. All right, Please but they go. did end up losing Anthony Harris and Riley Reef, but Riley Reef to me isn't that big of a deal when you get Christian Darrisaw in the draft. So you kind of you you upgraded with that exchange there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been nice to have Riley Reef for de- depth, but at the price that he was going to be, there's no way they could have got that done. So I do understand that move. Anthony Harris though, that's going to be a big loss for them uh, at free safety. Um, but. Everything else there, you've got to, they have a defense. So I do think that they're going to be in a lot of games now. Mike Zimmer is a defensive-minded head a coach. Defense. They don't have a shutdown. Defense. It's not a shutdown defense, I don't know. but I it's good even enough. Use shutdown. I, I guess I'm leaving that because we use this kind of use the scenario, mm-hmm. some of the same kind of scenarios with the Bears. They're not the Bears defense. And that's that's what I'm saying. They yeah. de- they good. I, I get you know what I'm saying? But cause so to I me, Bears that, are a top five defense. To me, Vikings are a top ten. I say top half. Okay. I, I mean, we're only talking six picks here. Yeah. <laughs> six slots. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I don't necessarily want to say I put them in the top ten, but I would put them. In the and top when I say half. I'm putting them in the top ten, it, it's ten. I understand. So, <laughs> at ten. At ten. Yeah. You know, I got it. Maybe I got them. Maybe I'm like at fourteen with them. I, I okay. don't know. I don't know where I'm at with them. Look, I look. Power There's, rankings. Their defense is good, and okay? I think Mike Zimmer adds on to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I my power rankings, I have them at fifteen. So. That there there is that. Well, but my I mean, it doesn't mean they're the twenty. Well, do they mean they're the twenty second team? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, what it definitely means is they ain't up damn top ten defense. That's all I'm saying. True, not being that number twenty two. But, but neither here nor there. I think they do have a decent team. But that was what we were saying earlier. What team? What is this team? Yeah, but and then that's the thing because Mike Zimmer does help elevate this defense. But I don't think that that was their problem last year. How did he do that? Being that he was the offensive coordinator coming out of Cincinnati, that, that happens everywhere. What we we had this is, conversation. I know. I can, I, I'm never gonna understand because there's no answer to this question. Nobody can answer it. It doesn't make it's any just damn a weird. Sense. Whatever you were, he was a defense or offensive coordinator. Whatever you're gonna be as a I coach, mean, just you're look at better. Sean McVay. He is the offensive mind of offensive mind. Was one of the best defenses at the LA Rams. <laughs> Yeah, I did the mind blown. Thing, yeah, you know, just so y'all know. <laughs> so, uh, so what I was saying is, I think that this is a good defense, elevated by Mike Zimmer being being the head coach there. Kevin Stefanski has left. Uh, I think he was really the proponent as to why this offense was so good two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. but then now we're looking at a situation where Irv Smith is now down, so you really don't have a tight end. I know you know, who was it? They got Herndon. Uh, to, to fill in that role. Yes, just um, happened, what, hours ago? Hours ago. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Dalvin Cook is obviously your bell cow. 
me and you both understand, though, and, and I think the rest of the world understands, he does have injury problems, so you can't use him on every down. And so that's where Alexander Madison comes in. That's going to be a, he's going to have to play fantastic and out of his mind when he does come in to spell uh, Dalvin Cook. And then receiver wise, Justin Jefferson is, is a great, great receiver. Adam Thielen, he's good. Tight end wise, you don't have that safety blanket and offensive line wise. It's OK. Mm-hmm. And you got rookies there that you that will have to take some time to get their feet under them. So, and I, I don't think that they really do have too much offensive line depth. So that's also another component of it where if somebody goes down, that's a hole that they, that's a, that's a big hole for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and then you've also got the, the, just the uncertainty every single week of, are we going to have our starting quarterback? <laughs> like that they are in a very rocky situation to me where their defense is going to keep them in games, but it's really like, okay, offense you're at some point, you're going to have to step up in the game. You're going to have to make at least three, four, five big plays to win games. And can they do, do we can, well, is this D do you think this D or this offense rather is capable of making big plays to win games? <sighs> I don't think consistently. No, I just I don't think this team is built like that. They don't have they don't have a depth that you know they just yeah. don't. They start and they start. And if somebody up. goes down. It's that's what I'm saying. It's like their their backups are just. I mean, I think your best backup on the offensive side of the ball right now is Alexander Madison. I was now, say my it. point is, if you got him going in. All hell is broken loose anyway on your front. You're talking because your best player is gone. So yeah, yeah. that's you don't have Dalvin your Cook best anymore. bench player <laughs> and your best player plays the same position. Yeah, I don't know. Find a way to play them both together because at this point, you know what I'm saying. Just cash they it can't, all. They're the same back. I was gonna say just cash. I, I just... so you ask where they're gonna be. This is gonna be a team I see that's going to be unfortunately falling into third just by default. It doesn't even make sense. Just yeah. Detroit. <laughs> You know your place <laughs> in the world, <laughs> let alone the division. Where do we? Chicago, where? you know, Chicago, Green Bay has been fighting this war since the beginning of time. So it's the oldest rivalry in the NFL, right? Like I said, it, I mean, Adam was fighting Eve, <laughs> and the Bears were fighting the Packers. So yeah, across <laughs> the garden. <laughs> so blasphemous. Right now, <laughs> moving on with that, but then that leaves. Minnesota, where you are defaulted <laughs> to the third spot. It just they they you see the you you see the roster. Mm-hmm. Yes, they this is a team, good offense, good to decent offense. And I'm saying good to decent, slightly declined because this is the part I don't know what they. It looks okay, but they don't have the depth, and they have a very serviceable and I think a very good defense that yeah. should get them games. That will get you seven wins this year. So I am right there with you. Seven. I could see them with this defense because I do. I think I have the defense slated a little bit higher than you do. Mm -hmm. I could see with this defense and possibly getting that eight win, maybe getting over 500 to nine. They are not getting double digit wins to me in any stretch of imagination. Mm -hmm. And they could be as low as five, five wins. Hmm. They've got a pretty wide margin there of what they can do, so I put them right in the middle at seven. Okay, I just got them at seven. I don't even have yeah. them in a range. It's just I just see them as a you know 
okay. I do also have them three and three in the division. How is that? They split with everybody. Okay. Uh, I do think that they will, because for some reason, Minnesota play, they, they, they do get up for the Packers games and, and it usually it's a dog fight. I I'll say outside of week one last year where they got absolutely murdered. I'm going to put them at three and four. I, I think the bears are going to sweep them this year. That would be two and four. Why I keep getting, I, don't I keep know. adding that. <laughs> See the 17th game. It just it, crazy. The math. 17th game is not in the division. It's in the division. <laughs> Extra division game. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to play somebody three times. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. So I just well, and and that's fine. Uh, you, you think that the the Packers get them twice then? Get uh, Minnesota. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that's. I think that's. I think they're gonna um, take one of the Packer games. Take one of the Packer games. Take one of the. They're gonna take both Detroit's. Oh, okay. You don't think that they don't? Okay. I think Detroit. Well, did I have them beat? Yeah, Minnesota? I think you had. I think you had. Uh, I think you had Detroit getting one against Minnesota. So I they did, would have to I be did, three. I three. did. I did. I did. Oh my god! Unless you think no, no, Chicago no. sweeps them. Which I will say, Chicago has had Minnesota's number for the most part. I think Matt Nagy it's has not. Matt Nagy has not lost to Minnesota at home yet. This his tenure there and in minnesota i think he's two and three or two two for three i think he's only lost one time to minnesota no i'm gonna i'm gonna go on i'm a no i'm not gonna go on some crazy thing no nah, i think they're just gonna go three and three three and three yeah three that's where split, i got him split yeah. down the line. we're we're locked up with all these picks right here right yeah. now um uh, i was about to be bold i'm like no they don't even fit the profile yeah, i'm sorry it, i'm just making a hot take at this point no Three yeah. or three. <laughs> All right. Well, then that brings us to just the greatest team of all time, the Chicago Bears. Let's discuss them. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so let's discuss them. Let's dive into uh, what, what this team can be, what this team should be, what we're expecting from them. Um, this might be its own show. So just hold on to your seats with this one. This this is going to be a discussion. Um. Let's just I before we get into any questionable stuff. Let's just talk about their off season really quickly. Some of their, their uh, some of their additions, some of their su- subtractions, and mm-hmm. then we'll get into to to the talk. Um, obviously the the biggest one is right out of the gate, big trade up with New York. Thank you, Giants. You guys really helped us out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields got him. We finally have a quarterback. That's out of the way. Tevin Jenkins, still haven't seen him play yet. He's injured. He has had surgery. We don't know when we're going to get him back, hopefully before the end of the year. They don't believe it's season-ending with mm-hmm. the surgery. He should be back uh, sometime, and I think they believe November. So mm-hmm. they'll see what we got going on for him. Hopefully his back is okay. We also did get Larry Borum, another tackle. Uh, I think he just adds depth to this uh, offensive line, uh, which is already strained super thin uh, with the injuries. Uh, we also added on the uh, outside of the draft, um, we just picked up Jason Peters, so another offensive lineman. 
uh, to, to add to the stable. Andy Dalton is at QB. The big, he was the second quarterback, I think, to be uh, added to a roster this offseason mm-hmm. uh, or to have a transaction this offseason outside of Matt Stafford and, and Jared Goff, so getting, getting traded. Um, so Andy Dalton comes in. He's going to be the starter week one against the Rams. Uh, Damian Williams got picked up by the Bears as well. Um, and so did Desmond Trufant uh, in free agency uh, to help uh, add some depth to the cornerback position to help bolster that. Losses-wise, not really a loss addition by subtraction here. Mitch Trubisky is off the roster now. Uh, we did end up cutting Charles Leno once we did draft Tevin Jenkins, so there is some loss there. Yeah, and Kyle Fuller loss. ended up getting uh, cut as well just to save money. Weren't able to restructure his deal, so... Had to let him go, and he's off to Denver in a stable of corners over there. Jesus Christ, I don't know. Hmm. I, I think that I think every <laughs> Chicago corner wants to go to Denver just to be back with Vic Vangio. Must be because <laughs> they've got what Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller now. They've got a whole farm system over there. Right <laughs> so, yeah, same colors. Yep, <laughs> same region basically. You know. I don't know. It just seems like they have a farm system right now for Chicago. So that's those. Those were the some of the biggest ones. Is there any other uh, transactions that you wanted to talk about this off or to just to highlight before we get into the discussion here? Well, you did say to Riley really Ridley. Oh yeah, Riley really did just get cut literally again hours before we began recording here. And just of note, we gonna we we're just in a waiting game for this. By know. the way, is roster cut date today? I don't know if it was the, the, the day of today, but it's quite a few cuts happening. So it must be at the wood, you know, because randomly throughout, you know, the day, someone else is getting cut and they're making it. It's, it's breaking news every time it comes out. So this has uh, to be. it is in three minutes. Okay. And they just couldn't wait to get Cam out of there, huh? They couldn't wait three minutes. Because <laughs> the final rosters have hours? to be set. Like, they're not final rosters. By the way, this, when we say final cut, we're not talking about the final transactions and these aren't these are not going to be the solidified rosters because what's about to happen right now they're going to put out their 53 man rosters mm-hmm. as it stands right now and then guys get cut obviously they're going to have final meetings and then we're going to see this last week there's going to be some changes and some turnover that happens this week where you'll see guys get claimed off waivers and other guys cut to fill in those positions. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit of a kind of a rotating door of information this next week. So just keep an eye out. Guys that get cut, they definitely might have a uh, a roster spot uh, in, in a different uh, on a different team. So just these aren't the final moves that are going to happen uh, today, but. That that is with the context of no, what roster cut day the is. The cut is just they getting cut from this initial team. Yeah, and, you know. But beyond that, at least it gives us something to look forward to next week while we're waiting for football. I so, know. With just that being said, Thursday football kick off the season. Let's go. <laughs> nine <sighs> days. Nine days. <laughs> okay. Um. What I I did find. I mean, these are not super significant, but if you really want to get deep into the Bears, you know, um, de- depth. Shockingly, third string tight end. Jesse James is with the Bears now. <laughs> like, Not even, I mean, if we're going to talk about tight ends and you want to go deep, Jesper Horstead had a 
day Dude. on the Titans. <laughs> Three touchdowns. He was absolutely one-handed catches. <laughs> uh, he should be. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna get bumped up. I don't think he's gonna get cut today because he okay. the way he played. He is going. He is. He's honestly Justin Fields' favorite target right now. Is he? To, to, from what I'm okay, seeing, okay. I mean, because obviously Justin Fields hasn't played with, uh, no, he hasn't played with Robinson. He's barely played with Mooney. Like they, they like they're not on the same page yet. He's right. gotten to really taking a liking to Jesper Horstead, uh, which the kid can play. He's grabbing one-handed snags in the preseason against these guys. Like he is not. He is. This kid is he he's good. I, I will say that. I he I think he would be a great uh kind of um he'd be a great compliment to Cole Komet on the other end, you hmm. know. And also interestingly enough, Tyreek Cohen is not even on He's inactive right now. He's, he's on, on the, the pup P. list. I know. And I yeah, they're not even any word about when he's He's just trying to get healthy. Which is fine by me because that gives more reps to Khalil Herbert. In getting his development uh, further along, so oh, don't forget about your your favorite one, Ryan off. Come on, you gotta give him more reps. Stop gotta, it. Just give him more reps. This dude has been here for five years. He now. can't <laughs> give him more reps. You don't think if you get a man more reps, that the man can't actually do nothing with the more reps? He might not do nothing, but I still have to ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's still on the team should be telling you. Something. I think he had the first touchdown of the of the off season for us. Saved his whole career. Yeah, now he's here for the whole year. That dude, that is his. That is my man's intro audition tape right there. I scored the first touchdown. This year. I'm looking when we when those cuts I come out. This will be my last one, but I scored the first one. When we start looking at these cuts, I'm looking for his name first on Chicago. He needs to be gone. We cannot keep paying this man money. But the scarcity of running backs, I know. I'm saying this like every time they put him out there, he does nothing. I mean, I just I don't know why I feel like he. Just by watching him, he just looked like he's destined to have a breakout moment in these games, and he just never does. Yeah. So I don't know. It just it, it, it's 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 judging a book by its cover. I should stop that. <laughs> it's I just I just look I just I just rest on he's just still on the roster, but he's at the very back end of the depth, of the depth chart. So, um, <clears throat> get it at yeah you know, go go get it in the special team. So, whatever. Right. He must be an excellent special teams player, but I it was just I just seen a couple of names that there you didn't mention that I thought was interesting. You know, like the Jesse James, Ryan All still here. You know, uh, Tevin Jenkins out for basically the season. Which what the well, hell? Well, he that? should be back in November. Like I said, that's the that's the timeline we're looking at. You're the only one that's been saying it. That's uh, just they. That, that was because Matt Nagy is he's he said it in that he said I don't want to put a timeline on it, but doctors are are saying November is kind of the where we're eyeing him to come back. Mm-hmm. He, but he said, I'm not putting the date on it. It could be later. It could be sooner. Uh, but with that kind of caveat, um, he said, and I'm done talking about it. He's having surgery. He's going to go through recovery. That's it. So that, that that's where that has been left. And that's why you haven't seen anybody really talk about it because mm-hmm. Matt Nagy won't comment on it and we don't get to talk to the doctors anyway. So, okay. um, but that is the timeline we're looking at for him. I mean, I could possibly see them holding him as depending on where our season's at might even hold him till December just to, just to make sure he's fully healthy and he can't retweak anything and, or anything like that. So, um, I mean, let's just get into it though. Chicago, where 
let's start with Fields. I mean, let, let's get the Fields discussion out of the way. <laughs> right. I guess first things first, what did you see out of him this preseason? Uh, honestly, seen very little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw follow a lot of highlights. Yeah. However, from, from a rookie standpoint and from the context that he is in line to take the reins of this franchise soon, you zero complaints out of me. I like what I've seen. Like he does not he doesn't move like a rookie. He doesn't I'm not saying he's playing far and above, but you you've seen rookies come in and they don't look like they know what's going on. You know, they're just kind of there and yeah. you know, he looks like he owns the place. Like this guy's like like he's been he's been here before, yeah. you know. And, I'll say this about it. Mac Jones has gotten a lot of praise for the way that he's played in this preseason. I think he was like 30, 36 for 52, almost 400 yards. Uh, I think three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I think they've scored on every single drive that he's initiated. Um, when it comes down to it, he ended up with a, like a 92.2 passer rating. Okay. Justin Fields in the same span, 116 passer rating. He has the highest passer rating out of any rookie QB. Just can't put a price on with efficiency. no offensive line. <laughs> you just cannot put a price on efficiency and <laughs> and intangibles. Yeah, and he just has it. You, I don't have to sell this to you. I'm like we just selling, you know, <laughs> selling ice to each other <laughs> in, in the winter to each other with this one. It's just one of these crazies. Like, you just have to take your two eyes and just look. Yeah, look. Like, don't look at everything else. Just look at him. Yeah. This um, pro ready. I mean, do I have to say the man came from Ohio State? I'm not from Ohio. However, anybody that's in Midwest country that knows anything about the Big Ten, it begins and ends in football for Ohio State with the Big Ten. For any of us who are, you know, diehard Minnesota Gopher fans, Iowa Hawkeyes, yeah. you know, Wisconsin Badgers, you know, when it's time for us to have to sit there and go against the the, the, the powerhouses in the country, when we have to go up against the SEC, we send our best. Our best is Ohio State. That becomes our team. Yeah. You know, I don't know about how you feel. That's how I am about Big Ten. That's a college football thing. But yeah. the point being is, <laughs> I can't go over there for raising my flag about Illinois fighting the Lion-Eyes in any sport. Yeah. With that. <laughs> well, no wrestling. We got wrestling down. They're, they're great. All right, too. Let's get back to, the, to, to where the moneymakers are. So, <laughs> you know, where the headlines yeah, no, are. Wrestling is a, is a moneymaker in the Big Ten. I will say that. You know, there's the WWE for us. I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop <dude>. it. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, let's get back to football. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, what you, you, I don't lost my train of thought. What was I even saying? We were talking about him in Ohio State. And oh where no, I was he just saying, from. just it, it just as I was saying for Ohio State, Ohio State, we adopt that team yeah. when we need to. <laughs> when it comes down to the, big, yeah. we need to beat the big, the big teams down in, you know, the, the Pac-10, SEC, ACC teams, and all that type of stuff. Generally, our only, you know, we got Michigan every now and again. Sometimes we yeah. have Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Michigan's been horrible for like ten. years I said now. sometimes <laughs> we have, and sometimes, sometimes there's a Penn State, but the yeah. main state, Ohio State. Yeah. and I'm like this dude. When I say he looked like he'd been here before, because technically he has been here yeah, before. I mean, he was just he yeah. was in a he was in a college he was football in a pro style yeah. co college program. You yeah. know, there's a few out there, and he was in one of them. You know, and 
I, so I, I, as I'm saying, his transaction, his transition is. It's almost like effortless. It's just he's yeah. just there, and he. I mean, and, and, you can just sit, remember better. after week one of the preseason, he's out there, and he's playing. I mean, he had a little bit of a slow start. He got lit up. He fumbled the ball once, uh, but then he just started picking apart that Miami defense and just kept driving down the field and, and put up a score. Uh, ran in for one. Found uh, I think Jesse James wide open for a touchdown on on a on a bootleg play and. Got him out wide open, uh, made the right read, didn't have to second think it, and in one of the hardest throws to make is the wide open throw for a rookie quarterback. It's just it's no man's land out there, and you mm-hmm. you've got to put it on a dime. And he did it right into right into the breadbasket of Jesse James, wide open, nobody could catch him. Got in the end zone, so good plays there. And then he goes into the press conference, and they're like, "Well, everybody says it's really hard. The the, the speed of the game is is really what everybody's looking for. What did you see out there?" He's like, "It's honestly slow for me." Like. Is what you're saying. He's already seen this before. He's had to play the Alabamas. He's had to play the LSU's when they were good. Uh, he's had to play Clemson, uh, and, and he went out there and beat Clemson. Like he he's been this dude who I've been banged up. I've been hurt. I've I've been in a in a really tough situation, and mm-hmm. I'll come out there and I'll still drop a dime on you. I don't care. I'm going to continue to play. And when it came to this whole. Does he have the worth ethic? Worth ethic, um, and and is he going to really strive to be the greatest quarterback? All that stuff that was coming out in that draft preview time, where everybody has now all of a sudden had questions about what Justin Fields was going to be in the NFL mm-hmm. out of nowhere, um, and and basically what he was going to be able to 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 how he's going to be able to translate his game to the NFL, and what mm-hmm. eventually dropped him down to in some people's eyes the the fifth quarterback out of that bunch where i was like to me he's he started at number two and he ended at number two for me in in that ranking and because i just i can't justify yet putting him over trevor lawrence now i will say with trevor lawrence's situation i would much rather take justin fields in chicago than trevor lawrence in jacksonville but but that's a different thing trevor lawrence (laughs) was on the fast track yeah and and i don't even want to I don't even think it's fair to compare these two right now. The, the situations are so different. Yeah. But if we you have to wait until talent, Jacksonville takes the turn. We're taking to just talent about. and so on and so forth. Give me Justin Fields. I mean, I that's taking nothing away from yeah from 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 Lawrence and Lawrence just doesn't move move the needle like I, I you know Lawrence could be the next Josh Allen and that's great. But Josh mm-hmm. Allen just came into his own. I'm not really focusing on you mm-hmm. right now. You yeah. know, get better. You in Jacksonville. Good luck. You know. Cause <laughs> I'm not. That's not even taken away from. Him. That's just he's not in it's a not great the, situation. The but situation they does. had a great draft and a great off season, unlike some of these other teams. Which that there is a silver lining for him. Yeah. And, so I just think that they he's in a situation where now and I, and I think this is also a testament to Chicago as an organization where they're not going out here like you need to come save our jobs no mm-hmm. we're going to play andy dalton the way that we we should we don't have an offensive line and and for everybody in chicago who's freaking out about the fact that andy dalton is starting if we trot out justin fields in the first game against aaron donald and aaron donald just absolutely eviscerates justin fields knee he might not ever bounce back from that let's Figure out, let's get him developed. Let's have him be able to read. And and this is where I think the difference is between Andy Dalton, and this is what Bill Lazor was talking about. The difference between um, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields is, 
obviously Justin Fields has more talent. He has more upside. That that there's no question there. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is not even mentally, just how you're able to conduct yourself in the huddle for your offense. Mm-hmm. Where Andy Dalton can step into the huddle and he is when because we've got this. 15, 16, 17, 18 word plays that that Matt Nagy has for his really creative scheme that he has. Um, uh, Andy Dalton understands all of that. He's gotten it down to a T, to a science, where now he can conduct the offense, where Mm -hmm. instead of, oh, I memorized the play, let me say what you just said back to me, Eyes closed. Let me just parrot it back and let me imagine in my head what what Andy Dalton is able to do mm-hmm. is actually make it so that the offensive line, the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, all the different position groups are able to come in and be like, okay, now we can visualize the play in our heads, not just yours. So that those that's the difference between the two as it stands right now. I'm not saying that Justin Fields can't get to that. It just takes time because you have to now he's already done done the first part you have to know the entire playbook Mm -hmm. now you need to learn how to conduct the rest of the guys on your in your huddle to be able to have them know the entire playbook where they don't have to where you can just say it to them say the the words that need to be and direct it at them so they know exactly what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to do and Hmm. so i'd much rather have the mental of andy dalton in at the beginning of the season but in in front of a suspect kind of patchwork offensive line that we have right now. Right. As opposed to trotting out Justin Fields with his ability to get outside of the pocket and protect himself that way, where he still is trying to figure out how to communicate to the rest of his offense. That's it. And and, and I'm and, and it's not I don't think it's gonna take long for that to happen. I just I would rather him be ready to do that and have done it for a couple of weeks in in practice before he's tried it out there for a game. That's gotcha. it. And I, it's not saying Andy Dalton is the answer to the entire season. No, I want to see Justin Fields this year. I just don't want to see him week one. He's 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 Bill Lazor has made it clear he's just not ready yet. And and there shouldn't be that much pressure, but I mean, you know, all this is clickbait nonsense yeah. and, and just, you know, anything for a story and let's just keep it going because we have nothing else to talk about when it, you know, I mean, there's plenty of things to talk about, but it's just the obvious, easy conversation. Let's have the debate. Mm-hmm. Should he start in week one or shouldn't he start in week one? Well, should Mac Jones start in week one or shouldn't he? Well, but he is now. So. It, you know, <laughs> but there was never a thing, though. Yeah. You know, why, why would Justin Fields be any different? We traded up just to get him. I mean, he didn't. We didn't trade up to the fifth pick to get him, you know, no. which I would have understood why you want to talk about. They don't talk about Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence even as much. Maybe if I was in Jacksonville watching Jacksonville local TV, maybe. Well, Trevor Lawrence is already, we know he's a starter there. I mean, they traded but, away What else would they Gardner talk Minshew. about if you had to brought up anything about Jacksonville? It has to be him. I yeah. mean, Tim Tebow's gone, so we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yes, I true. know, shameless. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Zach Wilson, we know he's a starter over there. He's they still need to go find him a backup just in case. I was just saying, why why are they not talking about why are they talking about Zach Wilson? What, what's going on in New York? I mean, like you know, what I'm saying, I, but I, just, I think Fields we know exactly what's going to happen there. I think the question, if you're going to talk about. Um, but what about what, how go. good is he supposed to be? It's the Jets. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, I don't give a damn who this guy is. Like, <laughs> no one. I have not seen anybody elevate the Jets um, franchise in my lifetime. So, what makes him so special? That's all I was getting. At. And yes. if he's that guy, 
hell, you got a damn story. I guess that's some, you know, the story is so gar, you know, <laughs> so god awful. You can't even sell that. Like we know he's not gonna do that. But the point is, you got him. I haven't heard his name since the draft. Yeah. No, I, I get what Which you're is, saying. Yeah, uh, just uh, it's a problem in itself. Yeah. But Justin Fields has just been. I mean, just lit the airwaves up from day one, from the draft till now. They have not stopped talking about this guy. Yet, it's still, is they going to start him? They're not going to start him. The coach has already just told you, anybody watching football, why the hell would you throw him out there right now? What what do we need one extra game for? You know, (laughs) we got an extra game. Why do we need, you know, we have to get this win in week one. No, we don't. No. I don't. And look, if we get it, great. I don't want to do it with Justin Fields. I don't want nothing to happen to him and potentially in week one. If we didn't have an Andy Dalton and a Nick Foles over there and we Especially had we have... had some John Brown yeah. you know, and, and Jim Baker as your two <laughs> and three, then okay, we're rolling with Justin Fields all in, starting now. That's great. Wherever he's at right now, that's our best option. All I'm saying is, that what the hell? If nothing else, especially when you're flip, looking at a schedule where flip, the, flip this whole Andy Dalton pickup, flip it to look, he's gonna buy us some damn time. And that's the other thing. So uh, I was gonna say, but go ahead. I'm, I was done. Sp- I was specifically just, about starting Justin Fields, you don't have to trot him out there week one, especially when you have the Bengals the very next week at home, and you've got uh, Detroit at home. The in week four, like you, you've got other opportunities to start them in, in much, much better situations. Look here, um, we we can we can we can roll out Justin Fields to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Yes, I said <laughs> it here. I said it here. Boom! I like you like that, don't you? I do. Think about it. I like that a lot. Yeah, you go to sleep uh, on that one. <laughs> think about that. And that would be a great game. And we we beaten him twice. So, uh, God, make don't the, even make that, the connections. Stop I, putting no, me I, there. I should have should have waited until after we were recording <laughs> to tell you that. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, I, and I I I think that there's better opportunities to start him in in those positions. But then the other thing is is that Andy Dalton is nothing to sniff at. It's like to kind of scoff at rather because I I want to go back to what you were talking about when we were going to the to when we were going into the draft when at that time. We put out the, the the video, frustrations of a Bears fan, uh, in 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 that whole situation, and I had my whole diatribe of why I am just fed up with this organization. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but you were talking, and you were trying to give some solace to Bears fans, and you were talking about if you really go back and watch Andy Dalton, and you look at what he is for, just for what he can do to this for this franchise. He's clearly better than Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. That's clear as day. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So when you have that combined with the fact that if if you truly do just go back and watch his kind of end run with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. he was pretty damn good. It, that team just sucked. Like <laughs> you said, there's no and nobody's there, blaming yeah, this guy. Yeah, for this. and there's no question about what was wrong with that team. It was not <laughs> it Andy Dalton. It was the the defense clearly. Um, so when you really, <laughs> when you really line. keep yeah. going, no, I, to special teams, <laughs> just, just keep the going. Coach. <laughs> the GM. Jerry Jones, <laughs> you, 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 I was just to cut to the chase. Jerry Jones, yeah. <laughs> the stadium, oh. everything <laughs> just, it was all wrong last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> God. so God when you look situation. at, when you add him to this roster, he did that well. 
that he that's all I'm saying. He no. did that well. I know. I mean, but you, when you really look at it, he actually did do very well. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. He played. It was his son so bad you couldn't see goodness, yeah. but he played excellent. <laughs> he was great. Horrid. We thought Russell Wilson and and um. What's his name? <laughs> Yo got Tom Brady. Oh. Like, what's his name? <laughs> but Tom Brady and Russell Wilson could do less with more. Yeah, no. Or do more with less. I'm sorry. <laughs> he truly was I'm, taking. I'm sorry. He, I'm, I'm sorry. He got that team. Kirk wins Cousins when they shouldn't does have that. more. Does less with more. <laughs> True. <laughs> Moving on. But yes, he, he he's he's that he's it's that kind of it, it should fall in that category. Yeah. You know, that he does, you know, he just does more with less, you know. I mean, I mean, it's his whole career. He was with Cincinnati. Doing more with less. <laughs> yeah. So when you're looking at that and you add him to this Bears roster where you have a number one, a true number one, I don't think there's any disputing that with Allen Robinson. You have a, a young stud in Darnell Mooney. You've got a, a, a very solid running back in David Montgomery. Again, obviously we don't have an offensive line shirt up. We've got pieces. Like I said, it's kind of a patchwork offensive line as it stands right now. And you have a top five front seven out of the entire NFL. You're putting him into this situation where I just think as a quarterback himself, he should get you two wins based off of the, just that upgrade alone from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. That, that I think Andy Dalton is worth two wins uh, against those two. But I also do believe with the extended season, there's questions and, and we do have some losses on the defensive side. And uh, again, offensive line is, is very scary uh, as it stands right now. So I put Chicago, I put them at 10 and seven. I had them there originally. I got them at nine and eight, but okay. a game, I'm not, not yeah. I'm not going to eat your lunch about that. That's, that's fine. I'm just, it just, it can go either way. <laughs> I, 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 it's a couple of games. I'm just kind of ah, they got and I'm they got, saying, they and got I'm a crap schedule. If we don't and, play, and that's Justin with a really Fields. really bad schedule. Yeah. On top of everything you're saying, and with this schedule, I still stand on what you said. Ten yeah. and seven, nine and eight. That's fine, and that's with or without him. I just think they have some challenges to overcome. Unfortunately, we just position ourselves for the next couple of years, which. This year is going to be fine. I'm okay with wherever they fall, but come next year, oh man, this next off season, oh my god, this next off season, they better have make a killing. Uh, we looking at a potential Chiefs Bears Super Bowl now. I, I'm just throwing that. Out. I'm throwing that out there because unless something happens in Kansas City, but I'm just until something changes in Kansas City, I'm just, Kansas City is going to be my pick going forward. I mean, that's my team, but I'm like, uh, y'all gonna have to do something to knock them down. They have been doing that, and I'm not saying that as a brag. I but they're still these, the favorites. I want exactly. I want these teams to digress a little bit because, yeah. goodness, yeah, it's, it's starting to turn into um, <laughs> an issue over there. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. too many top dogs over there now. So I mean, I and I get what you're saying. It, it just this team, I think, has a lot of they they do have some tough, some very tough matchups in this season and. And I'm not going to try to to sugarcoat that. I mean, no. The they do have some runs of some pretty easy games. They I don't think Chicago has a single back to back home game this season, which mm. sucks. Um, but at, at the end of the day, excuse me. Um, at the end of the day, they they have a a situation where they 
they have some some breaks in the schedule. I mean, like I said, at the beginning of the year, you got Cincinnati wow. and the Lions. Don't. And to, to wrap up the season, you have the Giants in week 17. So, I mean, that that's always going to be a plus. Uh, and so they but they've got some some winnable winnable games and they have some games that i think are trap games for for their opponents i mean you got the cardinals coming off a bye having to go into chicago uh way down in week 13 mm-hmm. i think that's a good one for for chicago there i think they they're in a really good spot there um coming off a long week too yeah uh oh yeah true true um just keeping that in mind I know they have like a week 10 bye week. Um, they go into their bye week on a Monday night game versus the Steelers. I believe this is a Halloween game, is it not? End no, of October? It's November 8th. Oh, it's right after. Okay. Um, yeah, they got San Francisco on Halloween. San Francisco is a Halloween game, but that's at home where it's going to be cold at the end of October. So. San Francisco having to take to that. San Francisco's never been healthy, so let's see. No kidding. I'm not going to wish that on anybody. Uh, I actually want to see San Francisco healthy. And that's I, one of those Astrid games. You don't – that kind of depends where we're at. You don't know. It can be, I, I do have them winning that game, Chicago winning that game as mm-hmm. it stands right now just because they're at home. Uh, and I think San Francisco does still have some things to work out. So first half of the season, they're going to have some some things that they need to, to finish uh, oh securing. Um, but I mean, they, but then they also on the other end, they have games like at the Buccaneers, uh, they have games, uh, at the, at the Cleveland Browns. Who made this schedule? This schedule is worse than I even thought it was. I told you they have the third, technically it's the third toughest schedule in the league, but it's one of the toughest out of anybody's. I think because you have to play the Super Bowl champs. You have to play the, uh, AFC West. You have to play the NFC West and the AFC North. So hold at Vegas. Mm-hmm. Home to Green Bay at Tampa Bay, <laughs> home to forty to forty niners at Pittsburgh. Finally, take you a week off, and then Baltimore is coming to your house. Yep. I'm like, oh, and then and then you know, oh, oh, we get a break. Oh, for, we get a shortened week, and we get to go to Detroit for the Thanksgiving game. Mm-hmm. You know, which is already okay. We on a short week, which kind of even. Gosh, and then Arizona at home. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm saying it's not an easy That's schedule by right. any stretch of imagination. We thought I'm worried about Cleveland or Kansas City's first month of the season. Nothing but, is beating this. But exactly why I'm looking at wow. Chicago and saying, even with this tough schedule. I'm sorry. And even then, with and then, just and Andy concluded Dur- at Green Bay right after, the, right after that. It's but we do get a break with the Giants right before that, so. Ugh. Kind of a week. That's like a that's a second bye week, is it not? <laughs> no, no. Well, the, the Ed Green Bay is in week fourteen, and then uh, Giants game is in week seventeen. Oh no, I was saying because we end the game in the season at home, I think versus. Oh no, we end on the, week, the road in Minnesota. In Minnesota, yeah. It's but this is not a yeah. good schedule. I know what you're saying. It's like every other week is great, but. Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> to the even weeks? It's going to be inconsistent, and I'm trying to prepare myself to hear the, the, the back and forth uh, that's going to be happening week to week uh, on the with these pundits and whatnot. And this is kind of lock and step with my nine and eight. It's just going to be... It's going to be up and down season. Back and forth, but I do think that they're going to win more games than they lose based off of this. This team had a very tough schedule last year, and they went mm-hmm. eight and eight, and that's without a freaking quarterback. We got a quarterback. No, like, I, and I agree. I, I hear what you're saying, which... Like I said, I got them at nine and eight. They was eleven and eleven and five. 
you know, not gonna change, or eleven to six. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be sitting here up in arms like, oh my god, I did not see this coming. You know, <laughs> like I see what you're saying. It just some of this I gotta watch play out because as much as I look at these, like, oh my god, this is horrible, murderers row. I never said they couldn't win the games. They can win quite a few of these actually. Yeah. So it's just gonna be, man, this is gonna be an ugly season. It's not gonna look pretty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think Chicago has two things this season: develop Justin Fields. Try to win as many games as possible. Let's go try to make a playoff run. We don't have a first-round pick next year, so you don't have to worry about tanking to try to add a piece or anything like that. So let's just go out. Let's go play. Let's go try to get a win. Let's 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 field the best team that we possibly can. I want to see Matt Nagy do everything that he can to keep his job. I think Matt Nagy deserves a little bit more job security because mm-hmm. um, I do truly believe he he's put together – a scheme that do, that will work in the NFL with the correct personnel. Uh, but I just think Ryan Pace has not given him that personnel. Um, and I think Ryan Pace has finally started to do that, um, especially with, with the big move with, with uh, Justin Fields. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, when it comes down to it, Matt Nagy is playing for – or he's, he's coaching for his job. Um, and Chicago really is going to have to focus this next offseason on – all right, is Matt Nagy the guy to lead lead the lead the charge here? And two, how do we fix the offensive line? How do we fix our defensive back situation? Next year, this is Chicago, the Cardinals, Washington to a degree, and Carolina. Those are the next that's the next wave of NFC powerhouses, I feel. If, if, if they're all making the right decisions, because I feel like all of these teams here specifically have kind of they've shifted their their organization back into, OK, we are we are doing everything that we can to win. Like this is not a question of if this team has a talent and if everything falls the right way. No, these are talented rosters. These are talented teams. And these are organizations that are set up for the future. Mm-hmm. So with that being said. Those are the teams, if they continue down that path, those are going to be the teams that we're seeing out one, two, three, four in the NFC, where it's like, okay, who is going to try to beat? Who who is going to be those three teams that are going to try to compete for those wild card spots after those guys? Because that that is the tough schedule. Those are going to be the tough guys to try to get through uh, if they continue to make the right moves. Uh, yes, and very interesting. You knocked San Francisco and Seattle out of that. I'm not knocking them out of that. I think Seattle, yes, because I do have a, and this will be a part of my question of the day. Um, okay. I do have something about Seattle that I think is going to, okay, we'll that might to that. that might need them to change their views on things before they can get back into that conversation about being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, San Francisco, I, I. I will say, because we did pass this up before, we did already discuss the uh, NFC West before we got to see Trey Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. I will say I really do like what they're doing over there, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, kind of installment. If they're going to go with this two-quarterback system, I like it. And I will say, I know there's a lot of people out there that it will never work in the NFL. I think if anybody can figure it out, it's Kyle Shanahan. And again... You've seen flashes of it in the past, in yeah. the '80s. They, it's just it was. It's always been something I think frowned upon. I think more so now in our, yeah, you know, you know, social media, you know, world where everything is just in your face. 
So more people are more open to say things and talk about these topics more than ever. But this is not a new thing. It's just not something that is not practiced much. It's like the wildcat. It's just something yeah. you do here and there. And I know, and, and I get that. But I think from what happened in that game against the Raiders, they had them on their heels the entire game. Raiders could not keep up. They mm. could not figure out what was happening and what how to adjust. Um, and and it helped mask some of the ineffectiveness that Trey Lance would have if he was the full time starter. Right. Um. So, I, I I understand the whole diatribe, but if you do do if you do have two solid quarterbacks that can really go out there and make make life hell, why not use it all to to the best of your ability? Like I, I why would you stash somebody on the bench that you definitely know could come in even with your starting quarterback? And, and help elevate your team. I, I just you're, you're handcuffing yourself if you don't. So, like I said, Kyle Shanahan is would be the person that I would I would entrust to figure out how to make that work in the NFL. Um, and and it looked like it was going to uh, moving forward if they if they do want to do that. Um, but again, uh, what I I will say, uh, San Francisco is right on the outside because they need to figure out what they have in Trey Lance first. Mm-hmm. before i can make that make that determination um but you got aging rosters and and in, in obviously tampa bay the rams green bay looks like they're on a trajectory to have some stuff shake up here um and then uh seattle they've they've got some stuff to to figure out as well so okay. that that's why <laughs> i would say next wave is is those four teams and, and san francisco is right on the outside of that that's fine i just figuring wanted it out. just some clarification yeah that, 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 that's that's fine just got to figure out what trey lance and is and then we can put him in there minnesota not in that list i just know it's out. Kirk cousins just don't know no i, I was wondering what we still we just don't know <laughs> no it's just it's no. it's not that we don't we know do i know. like their roster outside well, of you Kirk obviously cousins. do know you said no <laughs> they're not on the list if, if it's Kirk cousins yes no I I'll just, I'll just, I'm just clarifying a few teams here. Yeah. Keep going. So that that's it. I, I think Carolina has a very, very high upside. Arizona, obviously Chicago, definitely. Um, they, they've only, like I said, Chicago only has two positions. They're, they're very key positions, but they only have two things that they really need to, to truly fix. Mm-hmm. And if they can just get them halfway decent, they're fine. And I honestly think defensive back is already halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's kind of exacerbated by the fact that they have a top five front seven. And then you've got these DBs that are like, okay, this is definitely middle of the pack DBs wise. Like it's not, it's not a hundred percent locked down as like a top 10 DB situation. So right. that that's where, where I'm at with that. But offensive line wise fix that this offense can go on a run here, especially with Matt Nagy's offense. So I'm excited for that. Um, but for this division, for my question of the day, what I want to know is looking past this season, obviously, like I said, we, I believe as long as green Bay doesn't win a super bowl this year, Aaron Rodgers is moving on. So with that being said, We had our discussion two weeks ago about the NFC West and Seattle having their issues and what's going on with Russell Wilson there. Mm-hmm. With two Hall of Fame quarterbacks upset with their teams after this season, would you believe that we could be staring at a Russell Wilson for Aaron Rodgers trade on the horizon? Hmm. 
It's in conference, which is going to be scary for both teams. If I'm you asking me to guess right this moment or respond to that just based on the conference alone, I'm going to say no. Okay. I understand that one gets something and everybody gets something out of it, but that's... I would say the biggest question is Green Bay with Jordan Love. What what are we saying about him? So if they're, if you're bringing in Russell Wilson, I didn't think I that think would be if the you're bringing question. in Russell Wilson. I don't even think you care anymore, to be honest. Um, now I think I, I I guess I can answer it both ways, really, because I think a case can be made either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll make a case for the trade. Let me just go with some more interesting <laughs> here because hey, generally I don't think we're gonna see it. But with that being said. <laughs> It does make for an interesting topic. Um, the advantages is, man, both teams get to continue their franchises. You know what? We get to keep coaches and coordinators' jobs. We're not changing. Don't, don't doesn't we, skip a beat. Right. We don't, you know, <laughs> do we really want to go with a new personnel? I understand maybe one of the teams got a, somebody lined up that they do like internally, but it's still a process that nobody wants to go through that if you don't have to. And if the best, if the best, um, solution that you have is man we're losing Rodgers but we're gaining Russell Wilson I, I and vice versa we're losing Russell Wilson but we're gaining Aaron Rodgers I think either franchise will take that you know if it means to continue their their run um, um at, at championships where they do not have to go back into that draft they do not have to sit there and groom somebody they do not have to set them they, you know what I'm saying you basically have fast forwarded yourself five seasons of processing and, 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 and development mm-hmm. and like who wants to go through that. But so at that point, I could see where the conference does not matter because it's just the conference and we're not division rivals in no way. And you're way the heck over there and I'm way the hell over here. So, yeah. it, however, we seem to play each other once every year for some strange reason. <laughs> I don't know how look it up. People Seattle and, 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 <laughs> and green Bay damn their plays every year against each other. Yeah. And if I, I don't know, maybe with this new system, it's going to change now, finally, but it, that has not been the case. But I, it can happen. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I think it will hell it'll set the damn NFL league on fire, especially in the NFC, just to, just to shake up both of them franchises. And man, can you imagine Russell Wilson going back? To Wisconsin, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I'm just saying it's angles. I mean, I I, I can sell it. Yeah. Trust me. I'm like hell. I damn. I think I would have to be a Packer fan for for his duration. I've never yeah, been one, true. but I respect the hell out of Brett Favre. But I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, and if he even goes and wear those god awful, dreadful green, <laughs> green, green jerseys, I'm gonna have to learn to like that. I'm just gonna have to. You know what? I'm gonna be over. It. Until he leaves, yeah. Just I'm all in. People ask you a Packer fan? No, I am a Russell Wilson fan. It would have it would never be Packer gear. Yeah, it would be something with it with Russell Wilson's name on it or his jersey. Go get his, his Wisconsin number. jersey. Yeah, it's not <laughs> exactly. It, you know, if, if I, it's not. I'm just gonna have a Packers hat on. Yeah, unless Russell Wilson's name on it stitched in there somewhere, <laughs> which it won't, and I won't have a hat. That's just my point. Being <laughs> this, I won't be geared up, but I, I will be. You know, I'm, I'm a Russell Wilson fan, so. I believe in what this guy is about, even when his coach doesn't. You know, <laughs> true. <laughs> so, um, I like I like your question. I th- I think it's it makes it's interesting because I think you you you're trying to be you think you me you're trying to get ahead of the 
I'm going to put the, I'm going I'm to I'm get ahead of these. It's because I, because I've been sitting here. Just putting the story out. That's you putting the story out almost a year ahead of time. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I'm, we're recording this, you know, uh, you know, August, August 31st, 31st. <laughs> 2021, <laughs> you know, come, come next April, you all of a sudden like, huh, remember back in August? <laughs> No, it's because the, the 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 way that I got to this question was, it was is straight up just I was thinking about okay, this is to me it's more than likely Aaron Rodgers' final year, and mm-hmm. I truly do believe Russell Wilson is still fed up with the Seattle organization, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of stuff going on with Russell. Uh, sorry, not Russell Wasn't Deshaun Watson right now, uh, and figuring out his situation and i know miami's in 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 still in talks about grabbing him uh this off season or early this season rather um so with that being the case there's only really two three franchises that would go out of their way to grab a quarterback right now Mm -hmm. and i know one would be denver and i know I mean, I guess there's really only one. Houston obviously is looking for a quarterback, but th- those guys aren't going there. Um, maybe the Falcons are trying to move off of Matt Ryan. Uh, so there's there's a couple of franchises out there that are that are willing to go snag a quarterback. The Giants are in in that running as well, especially with this possibly being the final year of of Daniel Jones if if he doesn't show something this year. Mm-hmm. So with that being the case, and with these two guys, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks sitting here saying we're we're tired of this disrespect that we're getting, there's a lot of teams that would go out of their way to respect these guys coming over to their franchise. And I would say if there is anybody that um Pete Carroll is ready to move off of, uh ready to go get to move off of Russell Wilson, then Aaron Rodgers would be one of those guys. Um, and if there is anybody that they that Green Bay would re- bring in for Aaron Rodgers, a a young stud Hall of Fame quarterback, you get a younger guy for more years than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I mean, if, if that was the if that's the situation, Aaron Rodgers still wants to leave after this season, and Russell Wilson is still fed up with his position over there in Seattle. Mm-hmm. If I'm Green Bay, I'm calling them up saying, hey, like. I know we've got Jordan Love over here, but we'll send Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love will back up Russell Wilson. You guys can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can restructure his deal. He'll more than likely sign for you long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, Seattle doesn't historically have a horrible franchise. They, I mean, it just recently they've had some some issues in the front office. Um, I know Pete Carroll could be a little bit abrasive, so maybe that doesn't work for Aaron Rodgers. But I do believe. If there's anybody that Pete Carroll would listen to, it would be a guy like Aaron Rodgers being straightforward with him, not beating around the bush. He's not a company man, obviously. He he's not going he's gonna be very direct with you. He's gonna come to you and say, Hey, I need this, this, and this. If you don't do that, I will raise hell. So if that's the case, then I, I would see Pete Carroll would be all right, gotta make gotta make some moves. So I just I, th- I the more and more I thought about it it just made so much sense for these two because there's not really a there's no other quarterback on the market that would that would be a there's no other trait that could happen that would be a win-win 
everywhere else would be there. We'll have to see later down the road, but somebody definitely is losing in this trade for how much you're going to have to give up to get that guy. Um, so with that being the case, Green Bay would have their wariness to make that trade if they're trying to go after a guy like Tua and send him outside of the division or even to the Raiders or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, Seattle trying to send Russ over to Denver or to the Dolphins or the Raiders or even trying to keep him and go send him to New York. I know that's one of the teams that he said he was willing to go to. You so which one? The Giants. Um, cause I think, uh, Sierra wants to be, go back to New York and he wouldn't play for the Jets. Um, so well, no need at this point. And the Jets wouldn't trade cause they got Zach Wilson. So that was just kind of the outlook that I had. I just, there was, it just made too much sense to me in my head, uh, for if, if you are truly trying to do the best for your franchise and not just trying to get somebody off your books and, and stop him from raising hell in the locker room. Right. So, so what is the question again? <laughs> the question specifically is just, do we, is it, is it, is it outlandish or is it in the cards that next season, this is the, this would be a, a topic of conversation. These two guys are still pissed off. Do we just see a straight up trade? Seattle sends Russell Wilson, Green Bay sends Aaron Rodgers. They do a swap, maybe some picks to make the, the whole thing work going back and forth, uh, but whatever the case may be, these two guys get switched over uh, on teams, and we see Russell Wilson in, in, in green and gold, and we see uh, Aaron Rodgers in, in blue and green next year. Definitely. I will say, I, I'm not going to answer that. I'll, I'll, see that, I'll <laughs> say that for the, the listeners. But yeah. I will say that, you know, there, there is definitely a possibility that that could be a play next off season. However, just want to throw a monkey wrench in there. What's that? What we still don't know is this big, big, smelly, huge, wet, slimy, pink elephant in the living room right now. What in the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson? While all that's happening, oh, well, I, I think we do have. Your, your I think question. we do have a little bit more light on that this week. Literally, just just this week, we've gotten more news finally. A lot of teams have dropped out of the race. They're saying we're not touching it this season. We're whatever happens happens. We don't care. Like we're we're just we're not going to give up assets to to go after a guy. They, I mean, there have been trade offers put on the table, and it sounds like a lot of teams have put up conditional clauses in their uh, trade uh, trade request that are like, well, if he goes to jail for however long and we can't play him this year, then we want picks to get sent back to us just as a clause in the contract or, or whatever. As it should be. But Houston <laughs> has said outright, we don't want any conditional pick swaps or anything like that. It's a straight up, we want this for that. You take on whatever risk comes with Deshaun Watson. We take on getting him off of our, our, our books because he's never going to play for us again. Mm. That's it. Um, and a lot of teams have dropped out of the race with that, but one team hasn't. And that's the Miami dolphins. Miami is still making calls. The GMs are still trying to convince Houston to do a conditional thing. Mm -hmm. And Brian Flores won't come out and say that he's not, that, that, that there's not a possibility that there's a trade on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So with all of that being what it is, it seems like, 
maybe Brian Flores and Miami's not sold on Tua. And with that being the case, they want to go get a stud because they do realize that the rest of their roster is actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where they're sitting right now is Dolphins are the only team in the room right now still trying to have a discussion with Houston and Houston just isn't hearing it. Got it. Um, but that's been Houston all offseason. So. Well, I don't have much to say behind that. It's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So, but that, that was, but that, yeah, that was, that was my question. You know, question within your question. But all right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Please like, rate, subscribe, and share the podcast with a friend here. Um, go follow us on Twitter at the underscore square pod. Next time you hear us. We're going to only be two days out from football happening and we will have our new structure for the show. It'll probably be broken up in multiple different segments. So just keep an eye out for that. Uh, You'll have multiple shows next week. It'll be fun. We're going to be in a whole regimen. It's, it's going to be a different type of show and you're going to hear a much more excited version of me because I finally have football on the horizon. Although I will say, college football does start this week so if you are interested in that that is something that you definitely got to go watch this saturday week one ncaa football kicks off finally we have a regular se- regular air quotes there season for for college football uh so everybody's playing full schedules we're gonna have a college football playoff it's gonna be good yeah things are starting to get back to well, back to normal, normal. <laughs> so yeah just keep an eye out for all of that uh go answer the question of the day please comment let's have a discussion down below with that being said we will catch you guys on that bear down red kingdom